Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. Tonight on Access TV, it's Gotham Comedy Live. Get ready to laugh with Dean Obidala, Sarah Tolomush, Gary Veter, Mike Gaffney. This week's host, Ari Spears. Gotham Comedy Live, all happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Spears. Christ. Gotham Comedy Live, what's happening, baby? Y'all good? Yeah. Fucking excellent, excellent. Um, I want everybody to have a good time, man. Drink up, do what you do. I don't want no stress in this building. This is a stress-free zone, man. I'm, I don't like stress. It's dangerous. It kills motherfuckers or get motherfuckers killed. Anytime you hear about a mass office shooting, somebody was stressed. They couldn't take it no more. They snapped. But I don't work in an office setting, so I don't have to worry about that. But I do fly on planes every week, and the last thing I want to need is to have my pilot be stressed. That'd be some scary shit. I'm sitting in first class. My pilot come out the cockpit and say some shit like, well, fuck it then. <laughs> Mr. Pilot, can I talk to you for a second? What you need? You want a blowjob, nigga? You want a blowjob? Listen, ain't a gay bone in my body, but at 33,000 feet in the air, if my life is in your hands, my head will be in your lap, nigga. I promise you. Some of the other passengers be talking about, what's all that turbulence? That ain't turbulence, nigga. What's going on up there? I'm saving lives, nigga. Thank me after we land, man. It's dangerous. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Black people, we got too much stress. Motherfucking police is out of control, ain't they? Police is out here killing niggas like we deers. 
I'm surprised they ain't taking pictures with us posing us, holding us by ears. It's fucking scary, man. Hey, it gets so bad, even white people start not to like the police. But y'all don't, don't respond the way we respond. It's different emotions. White people, when the cops pull y'all over, y'all get mad because you can't believe they had the audacity to pull you over. <laughs> so as y'all hear that noise, whoop, whoop, see them lights, I'm like, fucking cops! <laughs> the fuck does he want? As soon as he gets to my window, I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> Black people, we don't get angry, we get uncomfortable. We get the hot booty rim hole. You know what the hot booty rim hole is? That's that feeling you get when you think you got the fart, but you realize you got the shit. Cause the rim of your booty hole heat up. As soon as we hear that noise, it whoop whoop, niggas be, oh. I gotta get a toilet seat put in my car, niggas. It's too much stress, man. So we have to address it. Uh, Bill Cosby, y'all think he did it? See? Listen, if you like me, I'm 39 years old. If you my age and older, you don't want to believe it because, you know, he gr you grew up with him. That's, that's our father. That's, that's Cliff Huxtable. But I think we put too much emphasis on celebrity. People act like because you're iconic and talented and famous and rich, you're exempt from being fucked up and doing crazy shit. What makes them any different from regular people? The only thing that makes them different is they got fame, power, and money. That don't mean they can't be you know, uh, uh, the ability to do fucked up shit. Does that mean Michael Jackson was a pedophile? I don't know. I'm just saying talented people can be fucked up too. I just don't want to believe this shit because in my mind, I'm thinking, what the fuck does Bill Cosby rape sound like? <laughs> Bitch. going to give me the booty? <laughs> she trying to fight him off and shit. No, Bill, no, bitch. Double, 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 <laughs> I, I just, I don't want to believe it, nigga. It's, it's scary. <laughs> I hope celebrities get their act together, man. I don't, I don't like seeing celebrities in trouble. Like, I'm a huge DMX fan. I hope DMX get his shit together. <laughs> Cause I want to see him back in movies, playing the same fucking role over and over. He can only play a thug or a gangster. He can't play a fucking lawyer. It wouldn't be believable. He'd be giving his closing argument and shit. Hey, yo, your honor. My client ain't do that shit you said that he did. When the shots rang out, the nigga hit. Then he slid. I object. That's when you hear the law and order noise, gong, gong. <laughs> Jay-Z ain't fucking up. He's doing the right, all the right things. Jay-Z is making it happen, man. You know, I'm a big fan of Jay-Z. <laughs> like I said, man, no stress, people. It's hard, too. Fucking kids stress you out. Fucking daughter is 15 years old, man. She stresses me out. She's privileged, which is to say she acts white. <laughs> I know this because anytime she get mad at me, she call me by my first name. That's what white kids do when they get mad at their parents. They call them by their first name. Clean up your room. Fuck you, Wendy. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. 
She likes a lot of white music. She likes Justin Bieber. Yeah, I know, right? I gotta tell you, I actually met Justin Bieber. I'm gonna be real with you. Uh, this is a sweet piece of ass right there. I swear to God, you stare at him for more than seven seconds, you turn into a homosexual. It's a fact. He came up to me after a show. He was like, Aries, I love your comedy. I was like, oh my God, that's how you doing? He's so cute. This motherfucker's hanging out with a lot of rappers and R&B singers. You better knock it off. You don't want to go to jail when you look like that. His ass would literally be birthday cake. I'm talking about frosting on the cheeks and a candle in the butthole. Some nigga named J-Rock blowing it out. Baby, baby, baby. Gotham Comedy in New York. Y'all ready to have a good time, baby? We got an amazing show planned out for y'all. We got some great comedians gonna come up here and make you laugh, make you do your thing. Again, have a good time, drink your drink, smoke the smoke, whatever the fuck you do. Just make sure you give us all that energy and love. Y'all ready to start the show? And I'm looking around the room real quick, and I just wanna say real quick, black people, please ease up on that chicken. We got white folks here tonight, we got company. Some of you niggas is eating that chicken like I got an expiration date on it, nigga. This motherfucker good for eight more bites. Don't do that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, y'all ready? Coming to the stage. Oh, it's still good. Okay. Uh, you want to keep going? Oh. Is it, what, motherfucker? This shit live. This is my first time doing this shit. So uh, this is great about being live. Sometimes you fuck up and you can't correct it. But fuck it. That's what makes perfection. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this. Y'all stay tuned. We got a great show coming up. We'll be right back, baby. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Dean Obedala is taking the stage when we return. first comedian coming to the stage is the host of his own Sirius XM radio show. Please show a lot of love to my man, Dean Obidala. Keep it going for the greatest Alan Spears. Funny man. You guys sound great. Uh, thanks for coming out. Have, we have a lot of New Yorkers here tonight? a few years. I love New York. I love the fact that it's actually fast-paced. Everyone feels it. I was on the bus. True story, recently. Guy in a suit and tie, paying his bus fare, takes too long. At this moment, a homeless guy on the bus screams out, come on, I got things to do. <laughs> this is the city we live in. The homeless have things to get done. The guy's like, look, buddy, at 2 o'clock I pee on things, okay? 5 o'clock we got shopping cart races, so let's pick it up. I also, I live here now for like 10 years. Are any of you still shocked by things New Yorkers say of the New Yorkers? Like, I am amazed. Like, we have a new nickel. Some of you have probably noticed it. Have you noticed it? Thomas Jefferson's head grotesquely big. It's a whole different look. 
I'm paying with a new nickel at a deli. This is literally the conversation I have with the New Yorker. He takes my nickel, I swear to you, he holds it up to the light. <laughs> he stares at me, he stares at the nickel, and he goes, buddy, come in here. He goes, did you make this? <laughs> like I'm counterfeiting nickels. <laughs> like I'm the world's stupidest counterfeiter. I'm not making $10 bills or $20 bills. On my little apartment, I'm minting change. I get a conveyor belt and smelting equipment and liquid metal from my Terminator movie in there. But I thought of this, what if I did counterfeit change? No one's tried this. But to break even on this dastardly scheme, to pay for everything in nickels. Be known as nickel men, like fanny packs and nickels around me. Walk in the store, like how much is that? Like a hundred bucks, I just pour nickels onto the tin. I go to a strip club and throw change at strippers. I'm gonna make it rain change, baby. I'll only throw lefty, righty's mean. Lefty says daddy didn't hug you, I'm just trying to help him. Just trying to help. So people from all over, people from other countries here visiting us here in New York City? Some people, are you enjoying it? No. <laughs> are you here legally? That's all that matters. I don't care, people are obsessed with immigrants. I saw this guy on CNN, outrage in Utah, true story. He's on TV, he goes, there are 1,300 illegal aliens living in our state. Someone's gotta do something about it. I live in New York City, there are 1,300 in my apartment building. <laughs> and I don't care, welcome to America, my friends. Immigrants work hard. My dad's an immigrant, my girlfriend's an immigrant. We had a hurricane, Hurricane Sandy. Everyone remembers this? Every American restaurant closed. What was open? Chinese restaurants. <laughs> How do I know? I look at my windows, there's a Chinese delivery guy I know on his bicycle delivering food because somebody ordered delivery during a Category 5 hurricane. Okay, I ordered delivery during a Category 5 hurricane. And there he was on his bicycle and he's pedaling and the food's in the basket and the wind's blowing and he's just like a Chinese E.T. Just pedaling. <laughs> Coming in to bring me my, you guys like Chinese food, right? I love Chinese food, you guys like Chinese food? Now, this is true New Yorkers. Some Chinese restaurants to save money were not serving chicken. They were catching pigeons off the streets of New York and serve, exactly, gross, but I thought about it. I've eaten so much Chinese chicken, I've probably eaten tons of pigeon. <laughs> and enjoyed it. So my reaction's different. I used to see a pigeon, I'm like, dirty bird. Now I see a fat one, I go, I hope they catch that guy. <laughs> like, like, I go out tonight, I see a flock of pigeons, I call a restaurant, they're like, delivery? No, pick up, get down here. <laughs> they look delicious. If you see an old Asian man feeding pigeons, he's not nice, he's food shopping, that's what he's doing. <laughs> Immigrants work hard, my girlfriend's, Immigrant works so hard, she's from the Middle East, she's Arab. I got her on eBay. Uh, she came with free shipping, that's horrible. Don't even laugh at that, sir, how dare you. Oh, she's lovely, she's from the Middle East, she's Palestinian, she's an actress, she's doing pretty good. She was on Broadway Play, she was in Homeland a couple of seasons ago. And even though she's Arab, they didn't make her play an Arab terrorist. She played the wife of an Arab terrorist. It's baby steps. And she does commercials and voiceovers. But there's one place, sincerely, just because of who she is, she'll never get hired. Anybody ever listen to relaxation tapes? You guys know what they are? Very calm music, very soothing voiceover. It says things like, breathe in, breathe out. You have nothing to worry about. Everything's going fine. That's soothing. But she has an Arabic accent. And Americans won't relax hearing, breathe in, breathe out. You have nothing to worry about. Everything's going according to plan. It's funny because you're racist. Even the black people are laughing. That's not so I'm of mixed heritage myself. I'm half white, half not white. Although I look like a white guy, I get it. Sports coat. Uh, 
very white looking. My mom's Italian, which is the white side. Any Italians? We have some Italians here tonight, I'm sure. The rest of you maybe can relate to being Italian. Have you been to the Olive Garden? Do you want a tank top to a job interview? Anyone? <laughs> My dad's side's Arab. That's not white. I'm Arab. I'm Muslim. It's just great being Muslim now, folks. Oh my God, I could use a hug. Every day, my white friends ask me questions like, why do Muslims do this? Why do they do that? I don't come to white people and ask you about the worst things white people have done. I don't go to white people like, what's up with mortgage fraud? What's up with school shootings? Crystal meth, Justin Bieber. Now, it could be more challenging to be Muslim in America. I'm an optimist. I look at the bright side. It could be more challenging. They gave hurricanes Muslim names. That wouldn't help. Turn on the news, Hurricane Mahmoud is coming. Run for your life, Mahmoud's a killer. Pick up the paper, Mahmoud killed 30. I'm like, oh, I have an uncle, Mahmoud. This is... Now, the flip side, like for me, I do look at a white guy to most people. And there's good and bad. I'll be brutally honest. The, the bad, though, is that since I don't look like an Arab, people have no problem saying horrible things to my face about my own heritage. And some people, you probably have experienced this. You don't have to be white, to, the Arab, to know this. This really happened. I'm in a laundry mat in New York City. TV's on. Guy goes to me, hey, buddy, see these freaking Arabs on TV? I'm like, yeah, he goes, I got an idea. Let's kill them all. Let God sort out the good and bad ones. I'm like, sir, that's not nice. I'm Arab because you don't freaking look it. I'm like, well, that just makes it easier for me to achieve the goals of my mission. It's a mission of comedy, folks. Mission of comedy. I'm spreading joy. Now, the good side of looking white, I never have a problem at the airport. Like, I have my Middle Eastern friends. Anybody Middle Eastern heritage? My friends have problems all the time. And... And the worst is they'll go to the airport wearing shirts like with Middle Eastern writing, like Arabic writing. No, here's my advice. If you have Middle Eastern friends, here's my advice. No problem with the airport. Remember this expression. Dress white, make your flight. <laughs> Dress white, make your flight. Dress brown, never leave town. What's white? Like many of you. I'm talking khaki pants, a polo shirt with an animal like a tiger, alligator, no camel, no camel. And if you have a Middle Eastern accent, throw in words from other languages when security talks to you so they don't know where you're from. So security's like, where are you going? He's like, where am I going? Mon chéri. <laughs> See, my mama mia, I have a fajita, mazel tov. <laughs> like, this guy's a genius. Tra I've done a lot of shows in the Middle East. I've done comedy over there. It's remarkable. All the American chains across the Middle East now, McDonald's, KFC, Starbucks, the only American chain not there, I actually think it's good for them it's not there, Target. <laughs> so nobody wants a bullseye in the word Target on the front of their store in the Middle East. They don't want some guy in ISIS going, what are we supposed to blow up today? Oh my gosh. It's a super Target, Habibi. This is very, very good. That's crazy. <laughs> but there are more and more Middle Eastern people, more and more Muslims in the country. And one day, like right now we have Barack Obama. I like Barack Obama. He broke the barrier, the color barrier, but the barrier for anything. So I can dream one day maybe there will be a Muslim president. Not right now, many, many generations from now. <laughs> but I hope it's not like me. I hope it's like one of my cousins who like moved, just moved to America, like open shirt, gold chain, smells like lamb. <laughs> So I was like, everybody, I'm your president, Mustafa Mahmoud Abu Saeed al-Masri. But please, call me Mike. <laughs> I am so happy to be president. Every Friday, half price on falafel, just like I promised. 
And now it gives me great pleasure to introduce my lovely first lady and my second lady and my third. <laughs> Only one lady. Well, thank you guys very much. I really enjoyed it. And you guys are a great crowd. Enjoy the rest of the show. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Sarah Tolomush is taking the stage when we return. Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, our next comedian you've seen on Last Comic Standing, please, please extend some love to Sarah Tolomash. Hi guys. Hi. <laughs> She's nice. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> oh man. I uh, was on a date with this guy one time and he started talking about that actress Jennifer Lawrence and he was like, oh my god, that's like the one woman in this world I wish I could have sex with. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, I'm sorry, if she came here right now, Sarah, I'd be like, sorry, I'm gonna have sex with Jennifer Lawrence. And then he turned to me and was like, all right, your turn, who's your one person? So I was like, how about that guy over there? <laughs> or that guy. <laughs> how many do we get? <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> I was talking to my friend from back home and she was telling me this story about how every time she goes to the zoo and she goes to the baboon exhibit, there's always like one baboon that is constantly masturbating. And when she told me this, I was like, ugh, I get it, you're good looking. Man. You don't have to tell me how hot you are by sharing a baboon masturbating story. Get it. I never get a masturbating baboon when I go to that zoo. <laughs> I always put on my sexiest dress. I'm like, Mr. Monkey, wake up. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I was doing my taxes today. I think the hardest part about doing your taxes is like putting everything together and then putting it in an envelope and mailing it to your dad so he can do it for you. <laughs> it's like so hard. That I'm even thinking about just going to H&R Block and then see if they'll mail it to my dad. <laughs> I was like, you guys are closer than the post office. That'd be great. I turned 36 back in April. I'm still talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably just say I'm turning 37 soon. That would be better. I'm now at that age that like younger women use my age as a joke fake age. I saw this girl that I knew on Facebook in public the other day and I was like, oh my God, I saw it was your birthday. How old are you? And she was like, 36. Just kidding, 23. <laughs> 
I'm never gonna die. <laughs> it's like, hopefully soon. <laughs> One good thing though, about being a woman in your mid-30s is that I can just finally let go of that fear of being sold into sex trafficking. <laughs> you know, it's like, woo, I can go to Europe now. <laughs> I'm so excited. I leave tomorrow. <laughs> It's gonna be so much fun. I thought my sister's email was hacked recently, but it just turns out she actually is concerned about my belly fat. <laughs> I was like, thanks for the link. <laughs> so now I'm concerned about my belly fat. So I got one of those bathing suits that girls get to hide their midsection. It's called a tankini. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Really what it is, it's just like a one-piece bathing suit and then they cut out this part right here. So when you sit down, your fat roll sticks out. So you just look like a busted can of biscuits sitting on the beach. You're like, this isn't hiding it. It's actually like zeroed in on it. It's like the opposite. Not cool. I got one of those apps on my uh, iPad. It's like one of those workout apps where it gives you the video of uh, like what each workout's going to be, but I never look at it until I get to the gym. So I took it last week, and like the first workout was like this man that was just doing lunges. So I was like, okay, that's not so weird to do at the gym. Like I've seen people do that before. So you do that for a minute. And then like the second exercise was a video of this woman like just punching the air. And I was like, okay, well, this feels really stupid, but I've seen people do a little bit of this in the gym. And then the third one is like where I have to get on my back like this and then spread my legs like this and then put my hands behind my head. And then I just yell out, somebody fuck me. Somebody fuck me. And you do that for about a minute. <laughs> or until they kick you out of the gym, <laughs> which is usually less than a minute. <laughs> it's always fun. You guys are really nice. You guys are really nice. I had this guy come up to me after a show one time and he was like, can I be brutally honest with you? And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> was a little close. I was eating at this restaurant in my neighborhood the other day and I didn't finish my meal, so I asked the waitress if she could box it up for me. And then she replied with, when did you decide to give up? which took me a long time to figure out that she was talking about my food. That was like eight years ago. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I just wanted this in a box. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to get that personal. <laughs> I live in a shitty apartment. Do any of you guys live in a shitty apartment? <laughs> Yeah, all right, shitty apartments. <laughs> I feel like in New York, in order to be happy, like you just make your taste match your budget, you know, where you're like, oh my God, I love business carpet in my apartment. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have a broken window in my apartment right now, so I emailed my landlord to come fix it. And then he emailed me back and he was like, I'll be on that ASAP. And now it's been over two months and he still hasn't fixed it. So I think he thinks ASAP means actually, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna fix it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I was like, I guess that's the Eastern European ASAP. <laughs> so now I'm trying to get out of my apartment, so I'm trying to save up money. Like, I'm not in a lot of debt, just enough where I think about it all day long. <laughs> like, that kind of debt. So now I'm, like, following, like, financial columns, how to save money, and my favorite show to watch is Susie Orman's show on Friday nights. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's like a financial advice show that's geared towards women. And there's this segment on the show that I really like called, Can I Afford That? <laughs> and it's where grown women call in asking if they can buy something that they've seen. That I'm like, just get it. <laughs> but usually it's like a 40-year-old woman that's like, Dear Susie, I make $100,000 a year, but I have $80,000 in student loan debt. There's an armoire I saw this weekend at an antique sale. It's $800 can I afford it? And then Susie does her math with a, I don't even know what that is. Like if somebody asked me that question, I would just put my eyes to the back of my head and be like, uh, you can get it. <laughs> but I wanted to call in with my own dilemma that I had this last month where I was like, dear Susie, I made $300 this month. My rent is 680. There's a movie on iTunes I want to rent. It's $5.99. It's HD. Can I afford it? <laughs> guys, I got it. All right, you guys are doing real great. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you so much. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City, Gary Veter is taking the stage when we return.
gentlemen, next comedian coming to the stage. You've seen him on Conan O'Brien. Please give some love to Gary Veter. Thank you. Um, I'll tell you guys this. I saw a blind man and his seeing eye dog walk directly into a pole. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. They wound up being fine. But afterwards, the blind man was pretty mad at his dog. Um, he yelled at him, bad dog. You're a bad dog. You didn't do your job. Um, but the dog can't speak up for himself. If he could, he would have been like, I don't even know how I got this job. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm also blind. <laughs> I'm just doing this slightly better than you are, pal. I'm getting older, starting to lose my hair. I don't want to go bald. My dad's bald. He looks terrible. <laughs> My friend tried cheering me up. He's like, Gary, just because your dad's bald doesn't mean you'll be bald. I was like, buddy, my mom's bald, too. <laughs> she looks terrible. <laughs> Worse than my father. Uh, I'm short. This is my entire body. <laughs> I'm five foot six. A lot of women can't see past that. I mean, they can because I'm only five foot six. But... <laughs> You guys get it. <laughs> Average height for a guy, five foot nine. I have a friend, Dan. He's six foot three. He doesn't need that three. <laughs> I do. My best option are these things called Max Tolls. They're shoe inserts that make you three inches taller. And they have a commercial. In the commercial, they show a guy who's five foot six talking to a girl. That girl wants nothing to do with them. <laughs> then in the next scene, they show what would have happened if he had Max Tolls. And what would have happened? You guessed it. <laughs> she would have had sex with him. And that's it. That's the entire commercial. They're like, it's smooth sailing from there. <laughs> but it's not smooth sailing from there. Because once he gets her in bed, he's going to have to take off his Max Tolls. <laughs> and there's going to be an awkward moment when she says to him, where are your legs? I did go on a date recently. I took this girl to a nice Japanese restaurant. I like sushi very much. I do. 
But my one problem with sushi is I never know the right amount of sushi to order. And I didn't order enough for us. And I didn't know where our waiter was. So I'd ask another waiter who's nearby for help. But when I did, I got a weird vibe from him. And I was like, oh no. He thinks that I think that he's my waiter. <laughs> that I'm ordering through him because I can't tell the difference. So I said to him, hey buddy, just so you know, I could tell the difference. I don't think you all look the same. Anyway, it turned out it was my waiter. <laughs> Do you guys know any jokes or? My ex-girlfriend said this once. She said, I don't find Ryan Gosling attractive. I don't get what all the fuss is about. That's why she's my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Nobody talks about Ryan Gosling like that. <laughs> he was interviewed in this magazine. They asked him what a good pickup line to tell guys is. He suggested a good pickup line to be, asking a girl if she would like a piece of gum. She'll say yes, and then you'll be in. So I gave it a shot, I went up to this girl. I said to her, would you like a piece of gum? She responded, no. <laughs> Ryan Gosling did not prepare me for the scenario. <laughs> I had to think on my toes. I said to her, how about a Tic Tac? She responded, no, get away. I said to her, can I brush your teeth for you? She responded, I'm calling the cops. Timing, that's the most important thing with women. It's everything. And when you're a guy, all you have is two seconds to stare at a woman's breasts. Yeah. One second for each. I was on an elevator the other day. In walked this woman with a great rack. I was doing everything I was supposed to. I was timing myself so she wouldn't see me. I was like, one boobasippi. Two boobasippi. I looked away, but she still caught me. Because I counted out loud. I'm Jewish. Um, anybody else here Jewish? Just kidding, get them. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, uh, I am Jewish as well. 
I, uh, I just do that to teach Jewish people not to do that. Right. A buddy of mine, he was just in Denver, Colorado. He called me up when he was there. All right. They're taping this. Um, I, he called me up when he was in Denver. He calls me, he goes, Gary, I just went to a marijuana dispensary. I bought 50 Sour Patch Kids with marijuana inside them. I'm flying back to New York tomorrow. I know that you smoke a lot of pot, you fly a lot. How do I get these past security? So I told him, I'll tell you exactly what you do. I've done it before. You go to a convenience store, you buy a box of regular Sour Patch Kids, and you transfer the ones with marijuana inside them into the regular ones box. You'll have no problem getting through security. The next day, he calls me up. He goes, Gary, I'm back in New York with the Sour Patch Kids. You're the man. Thank you so much for letting me know that I could do that. And I was like, no, no. Thank you so much for letting me know that I could do that. Thank you very much. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Mike Gaffney is taking the stage when we return. Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the last comedian of the evening. Please show my man a lot of love. The brother's legit. From Last Comic Standing, Mike Gaffney, y'all. Nice. More, more. That was nice. Thank you guys so much, man. You guys are great, man. Great crowd, great crowd, man. Just a little bit about me. I'm a single dad. I uh, raised two teenagers by myself. About nine years ago, I went and had a big custody battle with their mom, and they've been with me ever since, so apparently I won. <laughs> Doesn't feel like a win, I'm gonna be honest with you. Kinda feels like she won on that one. Here's something the judge will have to tell me, full custody means every day. I don't know if you know that, every day. They come home every day around 3.45, they'll just be there. It's like, seriously? They're always home. Sometimes they're late, then I get excited, like, yes, they're missing. They're never missing. Oh, they suck. People usually say that when I say they suck. They're like, oh my God, do you talk about your children like that? It's like, do you have kids? No, I don't have kids, but I am an aunt. You can't identify with a parent when you're an aunt, you asshead. That's like me trying to relate to somebody who went to war. Like, you went to war, bro? Nah, I didn't go to war, but I played Call of Duty every day. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I've seen some shit, bro! <laughs> they suck. They suck. It's just me and them. Just me and the, my son is 16, my daughter's 17. It's just me and them. I've been single for a long time, too. Just me. I've been single since my son is one and my daughter's two. Single the whole time. The reason why, a couple reasons. One, when they were younger, I didn't think it was fair to subject them to like random women. I didn't want to do that to my kids. But now that they're older, I don't think it's fair to some random woman. to subject them to these two assholes. So, I'm gonna be alone. I'm gonna be alone for a long time. I do online dating, that's how I do it. 30 bucks a month, you know what I've learned? Nobody likes me. Uh, no, that, yeah, that comes out every month. I don't even gotta go on for that. That was a hurtful laugh, assholes, thank you. 
<laughs> like, ha, 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 ha. He's single. He's lonely. Very optimistic when I sign on too, bro. I'm very optimistic, very hopeful. I fill out every goddamn question, bro, every question. My shit's always 100%. You know how they say, are you 80? Not me, I'm 100 goddamn percent. 100, I even answer the question that's so hard, like, what do you like to do for fun, huh? It's not like, don't you panic. I just sit home and wait for emails. Which is true, but that's sad. You can't put that. I said, make up shit. Like, I like movies. <laughs> I like to walk. <laughs> I pick a mile. You know, you go like a radius. I go 10 miles. Bro, where am I? Trekking all over the globe? <laughs> if I'm gonna fall in love, she's gonna be from my neighborhood. <laughs> I pick three nationalities. There's like 12. I pick three. I'm not the UN, bro. <laughs> Can't be banging them all out. <laughs> I focus on three. Until I get no returns on my email, then I'm like, what's 4,900 miles for love? What, I'm not gonna go to Utah? Seriously? <laughs> I pick every nationality. There's a spot in the nationality that says other. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. But that's my girl, that's where she's at, right there. That's my girl. That's gonna be an exciting first date. An other date, what the hell's gonna show up? Three legs, a half eyeball, like what the fuck is that? What is that? Damn, that is a small island. He caught it. That's not a, that's not a nationality. 46-year-old women. 46-year-old women will answer the profile. Do you have children? No. Do you want children? Someday. Oh, uh, you're 46. Do you mean like Wednesday? What the fuck are you talking about? How fast do you think online dating works? Good luck with that. I'm not being an asshole either. Like, if you want to date with me and you're like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to be a Yankee. Yeah. A New York Yankee? Yeah. Uh, can we get a check? He's an idiot. Uh... <laughs> Girls will put in their profile. They'll put in their profile. This is what they'll put. Uh, I love to laugh and have fun. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so crazy! You think we can do it all in one night? You think we'd be able to jam it in? No, the laughing and the fun. You think we'd be able to do it? Fucking asshole. Everybody likes laughing and fun. What miserable bitch. Like, I hate laughing. I hate fun. Ah! I never get any emails. One girl put in a profile. She's putting bold capital letters. Star, star, star. No liars. Star, star, star. I'm freaking serious right now. Like, if you're a liar, don't even. Don't even try, because I'm not. Really, that's your high-tech security system right there. <laughs> like some lion sacks, like, I'm going to bang this. Ah, son of a bitch. Nah, she's got a no liars clause. Nah, she was thinking ahead, bro. So smart. That's like putting a sign in front of your house that says you don't like to be robbed. <laughs> and leaving all your windows. Billy, the window's open. Hold up. Nah, they got a sign. Go to the next house. <laughs> Yo, don't be rude. Girl put, first date ideas. I don't care where we meet as long as it's in a safe public place. <laughs> no, what kind of creepy ass emails are you getting? Yo, you want to meet in the cave? 
just, you don't gotta go on that date. Unless he's good looking, then he can get away with it. Isn't it amazing how good looking dudes can never be creepy? Me, I gotta fucking walk a line. <laughs> Everything I say has gotta rhyme. There's gotta be like a butterfly involved or some shit. <laughs> You're a good looking guy. You say whatever the hell you want. You'd be like, yo, you wanna meet in the caves? She's like, caves are nice. Uh, no, they're not bad on a Saturday. Assholes. <laughs> so, dude, it's not easy dating at all, period. It's not easy when, you, when you're just dating. It's, you know what? It's hard introducing your freak, right? On your first couple of dates. You can't just talk about shit. When I was 17, I'll tell you why. When I was 17, I was, I was having sex with my high school librarian. She was nine years older. She was well-experienced. I was 17, so I was very, you know, simple. Very, meh, very basic. She was experienced, so one day we were having sex, she took her, she took her finger and wow. right in the butt. Uh, dude, that was alarming. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even know it was an option. Like, we're using that? Get the hell out of here. We're using that? That's available? I didn't even know it was available. You don't talk about this shit when you're a teenager. It's not like your friend's like, yo, dude, when you have sex with a girl, she can put her finger. Like, I'll punch her in her face. She snuck it in, like my mom, like my mom did with spinach, like under the meat. You're like, she wanted me. You know what I mean? Your mom wanted you to get a little vegetable, she put it under. You know what I mean? Like that's how she did. She snuck it in. But I love spinach. Now it's like all spinach. I don't even. You don't even need meat. I'll just put all the spinach up there. All the spinach. So I'm still talking about vegetables, you know, right? It's hard though bringing that up. You can't bring that freak up. It's hard to bring that shit up in the first date. Like, I've tried so many ways. It's hard. But I'm so glad I learned about it when I was 17. I would have hated to freaking go 30 years to find out when I'm 40 how awesome that is back there. That's like having a car for, you know, 30 years and not knowing you had a sunroof. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? I had a sunroof the whole time? I love my sunroof. But it's hard to bring it up. It's hard to bring it up. It's hard to bring up, you know, the, to girls. It's just hard. It's hard as a guy. I've tried many ways. Here's a way that doesn't work. Hey, when you're making love, what do you do with your fingers? You doing math? You're not like adding random numbers, right? Well, then chuck them in my butt. Uh, it's awkward. That's an awkward first date, bro. It's awkward. It's weird. It's weird. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a little weird. But how come that, that gets, that's creepy, right? A guy says that shit's creepy. Why? Why can't women never be creepy? What, women can never be creepy. They can be freaky. Like, you can be like, what the, that bitch is freaky as hell. <laughs> but she can never creep you out, bro. She can never say anything that makes you like, ugh. Right? Like, if she was to come up to me and like, listen, when we're making love, I need you to take a brick, <laughs> smash a cockroach, then cover the brick with mayonnaise, and then rub my body with a brick. I'd be like, oh, shit, should I take a brick from the wall? Or do you like already have a brick on the side that you use? No, I don't want to mess your house up. Maybe you have a brick in the drawer that you always use. See, I'm not creepy, right? Right? You wouldn't be like, dude. But if I say anything about that down there, you're like, eh. Like, say, like, hey, what about the butt? You're like, ew, I know, ew, nasty, right? <laughs> but when that shit happened when I was a kid, I called my friend up, and I was like, yo, dude, this girl put her, her finger in my butt. <laughs> he was like, yo, that's gay. <laughs> Not, no, a girl did it. Uh, 
I don't want your finger in my butt. I don't care if it's gay. I'll be on a float tomorrow. With my shirt like, whoop, whoop. I don't give a shit, bro. It's awesome. High five, Buckeye. High five. All right, listen, man. You guys are great. My name is Mike Gaffney. Have a good night, guys. Thank you. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV, live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Yeah! New York City got them, baby. You had a good time? Fucking excellent. Excellent. I gotta let y'all know, I'm glad y'all came out. This is the number one comedy club in the city. I want to look right in the camera and say this with all my heart. It's the best club in the city. It's run by some gangsters. I want to bring up all the comments y'all saw this evening. Give some round of applause. To my man, Dean Obidala, Sarah Tolomash, Gary Veter. And Mike Gaffney, baby. Much love. We love y'all, New York City. Thank you so much. Thank y'all for coming out. We'll see you next week. Make sure you come out and show us love, baby. Got them live. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>